0: You're listening to The Rotating Platform. That is a podcast about video games. That's what it is. Uh, It's Monday the 13th of April. Uh, It's episode 15. I'm joined by Mr. Mark Green.
1: Hello, listeners.
0: And I'm also joined by Mr. Matthew Castle. Hello, listeners also. And I'm Alan Madrill. So we're going to talk some stuff about video games for a change.
1: Yeah, we are. Um, Just so you guys know, I'm on a a complete uh, Deus Ex lockdown blackout because obviously i'm like i am hyped about the new deus ex game Mm. i'm super hyped do you think
0: i (sighs) what despite the fact he's got the world's worst
1: protagonist
0: what
2: what adam jensen yes adam jensen the world's most boring protagonist how you can't be boring if you've got giant metal bits that come out of your elbows that's my rule Well, so his interesting character traits are he wears some sort of dark leather coat
0: and he has some sunglasses that sort of stick on his head.
2: Also, he can turn himself into like a human bomb,
0: which is pretty good. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that bit. Yeah, you see, I didn't get that one uh, when I played through, you know, the whole exploding out of your stomach bit.
2: Um,
1: Your criteria for an interesting person is just extremely high, Alan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exploding stuff out of all your body. Not that interesting.
1: (laughs) Well, anyway, uh, I don't want to hear anything about the new game. I'm gonna, I'm, I've watched the trailer, and now I'm good. I don't want to know anything more about it until it comes out. Um, so, um, what
0: about what? A, well, so, you don't want to know that it's actually a sort of karting game? ho ho! <laughs> you don't want
1: to know. <laughs> ho ho! Okay.
0: Right, so you won't be hearing all about Deus Ex.
1: No, we won't be mentioning that. Uh, we should do stuff games in Space Ark at some point because uh, I, I really mm. want to wh- whack that one in.
0: I can see some uh, fraught conversations over what is stealth and what is not. Mm, Uh. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Well.
0: (laughs) Good. All right, excellent. So let's go on with some platforming then, shall we? (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
1: Yeah, why not?
0: Yeah, ma'am. Okay, let's hit them platforms. But before we do, it's this.
1: Touchdown on another platform.
0: it's the American no, football we're not don't, No, it's not American
1: football. It just touchdown down in the uh, sense of touching down. <laughs> you know, like landing on something. So, <laughs> yeah, we are on a Predicto Names platform. We're going to give uh, Predicto Names a go. What is Predicto Names, I hear you ask? What is uh, Predicto Names? Oh, weird. I heard you ask it before you said it. Um, it <laughs> is a uh, where we use our phone's predictive uh, text functionality to come up with mm-hmm. random game names and then discuss what those games might look like in a world where they existed. Yeah. It will be brilliant. He, <laughs> so who's got a predicto name for us?
0: I'm gonna leave this one to your imagination what kind of game it uh, game it is, but Fetal McDuck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so <laughs> So That's well, it's just, <laughs> Well, I suggest to you, it's M- obviously why involving is Mc Scrooge McDuck in your
0: in your <laughs> I know test. it's brilliant, isn't it? McDuck is in my phone. I mean, it's just, what. So it's obviously a game about Scrooge McDuck, or the or the McDuck nephews. I suppose it must be to do with them. And something involving babies.
2: Maybe it's like a maybe it's a prequel to DuckTales, where he's yeah. just yeah. fetal McDuck.
0: Everybody is a baby, and you can only crawl. You can't jump or fly or anything. So you no, know. you
1: can just like kick at the at the side of the womb, basically. <laughs> certainly, kind of the, the shell.
2: He's in an egg.
0: Oh yeah. Oh wow, man. <laughs> That's right. Oh, so it could be I like remember. Dizzy. You could play it like Dizzy, where you're sort of you know rolling Dizzy around. If you makes-
2: were inside Dizzy. <laughs>
0: He's so
2: you basically you're pitching a game where Scrooge McDuck is
1: inside Dizzy. <laughs> that is a that is a horrible nightmare. That's like a
2: David Lynch film. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to play that game. Uh so right.
2: I've got a, I've got a game uh it sounds like one of your old tiny games. Uh
1: <laughs> Peckish Herbert. <laughs> yes, very much. That's one of the 284 Pac-Man clones. Yeah, yeah. we're on the ZX picture. Yeah, peckish. Of it. <laughs> yeah, he only, so but he's, he's so only good. peckish, so he only has to eat, eat half the dots in the maze. Yeah. Not, not all of them. <laughs> I've
2: got a weird sounding one. It sounds like it could be an art game. Uh, uh-huh. it's before Mother.
1: Oh yeah, oh. that's a classic. Uh, in, a classic indie game. Um, that's about issues, that- isn't it? Yeah, that could be the that could be the prequel to uh, grow home because he, he communicates with a computer called mum. Oh, um, And yeah, so it could be what he was up to before. So,
2: I don't know. Or it could be sinister. It could be like things you're doing like before, as in in front of mother.
1: Ugh. Oh, yeah.
2: So it's like mothers making weird demands of you.
0: All right. OK, I've got I've got a few here, which are just lovely. Um, uh-huh. I, I'll just I'll dash through them quickly. Uh, brick Sketch. A game where you sketch bricks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, that sounds got fun. Study Berg. A game where you study Krista Berg. <laughs> B-U-R-G-H. B-U-R-G-H. Yeah. Study what Berg. The, yeah, that... So you're studying Krista Berg um, and well, the, the man, not like his work or knowledge of him, but the actual man himself, and you're tested on your knowledge of him and his face and features. Yeah, like that which game. way does he part his hair and that sort of thing.
1: <laughs> it's an educational game. I can imagine if it was studying Berg. I could imagine it working like a Metroid Prime set inside Berg's body. Where <laughs> you're, you're exploring and scanning everything. You, know? <laughs> you have opened up Berg's knee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a Metroidvania inside Berg. That'd be
0: fantastic.
1: <laughs>
0: so it'd be like um, Inner Space, that movie Inner Space, with yeah, but, uh, in,
1: but, inside Christopher in, Berg. But with Christopher Berg, just to be clear, that's what we're talking about here. <laughs> Giant Christopher Berg. I've got Wasted Think Chef. So that is, the, that is a game where a drunk chef is desperately trying to remember how to cook food. He's, com- he's completely, es- completely escaped. That's amazing. That is him. amazing. <laughs>
0: I think there should be more really... games where the protagonist is drunk.
2: So, oh, uh, do, I, do I use salt or sand? I can never remember.
0: <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Oh, this is great. Zorro's World.
2: <laughs> that's good.
0: There was a great game of Zorro, which I remember playing on the Spectrum, which actually yeah, had but... quite a slightly nidhoggy feel. Um,
1: yeah, but I like fruit. yes, Lovely. that's
2: true. Welcome to Zorro's world.
1: Yeah, I like a slightly more madcap sense of uh, <laughs> uh, the Zorro's world.
2: Just everything's got the Z's carved into them. Yeah, <laughs> you just can't leave anything anywhere, or just get wrecked.
0: Everything wears a mask.
1: <laughs> I'm getting the word Ruddock over and over and over again.
0: <laughs> ruddock, Ruddock.
2: Maybe your phone just thinks. Again! Maybe your phone thinks that word's really funny.
1: I got quadratic Ruddock. <laughs> it's just a mystifying puzzle game no one knows what the hell is going on except Ruddock is very much at the centre of things (laughs) three times I got Ruddock that phone's trying to tell me something and on that note
2: (laughs) maybe it's like a ghost trying to to, to communicate with you by
1: by using the word Ruddock yeah maybe that's (laughs) his name (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. oh, Predicto names is <laughs> Radek. great. Ruddick, <laughs> <Radek>. Sorry, Ruddick. <laughs> you ain't coming through. Oh. <laughs> so let's end there with a nice bag full of uh, game ideas to take to uh, the next GDC. And uh, I think that's what happens at GDC, right? You just carry around bagfuls of game ideas. Bank, right? and, uh,
0: and you just you just say them all, give little sort of 10-second pitches and hope that someone throws money at you. Is that how it works? Hope for the best.
1: Quadratic Ruddock! And then the like,
0: sold! Do you think if we kick them, we could make a killing? If we put a Kickstarter up and just like, just put the name in and a one-sentence mm. description and f- cross our fingers. Have some- we thought
1: about... Well, we could try kickstarting the concept of Predicto names. So, like, would some would people pay us to just keep coming up with uh, keep tapping away at our phone and coming up with game names? Probably not. <laughs> no, oh, oh. it worked for Broken Age. What? Yeah, that's no, that's a well,
2: slightly different proposition.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the develop that's the development of a full uh, voice acted celebrity voice acted adventure game. Um, <laughs> slightly, it's, it, there is a, it is a bit different. Um. All right let's predict that we'll be off this platform in a second nice. uh, after this <laughs> so i got my shoes and socks off which means i can i can feel this platform against my feet Ooh. and very uh, it's a, it's very like metal or something it's cold and hard yeah that doesn't relate to the theme of the platform it's just what it is. Uh the theme of the platform is what we've been playing. Hey. Which is what, what we've been playing as uh it, video games what that we have been playing. Um Alan kick us off with some gaming memories from uh, from the very, the very recent past. Very recent
0: past. Uh <laughs> yeah. gladly. Gladly. Well, uh I've been playing a bunch of different stuff, but I thought I would yeah, I thought it was time to catch up on uh, Wolfenstein New Order, which I've been playing. Um,
1: yes, I've been playing this as well. Oh, you have I been finally it as well? You've been into playing it. it recently? Yeah, I, lit, I, I, I think I mentioned on a previous podcast, I played it a bit and didn't really get it, but now I'm well into it.
0: You didn't get it? You didn't get kind of grabbed by the narrative?
1: No, I found the opening sections a bit weird. Um, but then, It, I, it is I, a I deeply weird enjoyed.
0: game. So, yeah, uh, if you don't know what it is, first-person shooter, but purely campaign Orientated, right? It's a, a single player uh, experience. I played it. It was the the version I played was of four discs. It is huge, mm-hmm. but purely four, for a campaign.
1: Four, oh, what it comes on four discs? Four what, on, discs? Yeah, on yeah, on My one did. Yeah.
0: yeah, yep, 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 oh. yep, uh It was one of those sort of silly editions, and it is a thing of beauty um, in a lot of ways. It's a very odd game. In that you are uh, your Bj Bluskovitz, the character from the first game, but completely modernised, uh, in the sense mm. that it sort of hypothesises that the Nazis won the war,
1: and well, well, does it?
0: Well, yes. Well, in that they've because, taken because over the world, I'd call that a victory, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, but but isn't the case with this game that um, there's a choice you make, right? Yeah, right. And- at
2: the,
0: well, quite near the start, yeah.
1: Yeah, and that sends you off down different paths. Yeah, but paths.
2: it's either one. The Nazis are still in charge. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, right, OK. I wasn't sure. No, that's it, that's the
2: entire concept of the game. It's literally whether or not you have a Scottish man with you or not. Yeah. oh, I thought it well, was like different missions. There
0: are. No, it's not different missions. It's different. Um, I think you get different upgrades later on. Yeah. To ah, like right. your health or your armor or stuff, and obviously there's different branching oh, okay. dialogue and things like that depending on.
1: Oh, that's a shame. On I thought if you if you shame. chose the opposite choice, then you would the, the Nazis lost. And <laughs> and yeah, just, and it's just it's just a really just a normal, normal
2: <laughs> game set in the 60s. <laughs> yeah,
1: just living, just wandering about. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. Going, this is all right. <laughs>
0: It bugged me a little bit when I came to that moment relatively early in the game because I thought, I have that thing of if, if I take one choice in a game, I want to know what it is I'm missing out on. You know, I don't hmm. want to. So, I feel that like I could still uh, make it much more difficult by taking the wrong option.
1: Yeah, very much like life, Alan. No, well, you know, you don't you don't know what, what your life would have turned out like.
0: No, but if, in life, I'm
2: all right with that. But in games, it bothers me. <laughs> I, I don't think there's been I don't think there's been any moment in Alan's life which could potentially lead to the Nazis controlling everything. Yeah. <laughs> That's the difference. I don't think there's a version of Alan's life where someone's been like grafted onto a sort of dog robot. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, so not. there are
0: robot dogs on the moon and all that, which is, you know, uh it's interesting. <laughs> it's set it's set around I think it's nineteen sixty way in it like the the way it handles the narrative within itself is quite interesting like some of the subject matter is incredibly dark right there's scenes that there's really graphic scenes including a scene where you where you're knocked out and it looks like you're going to be done for right it looks like that's that's it that's, you that's a for. novel
1: concept for a, for, I know, for for a video, video game <laughs> yeah
0: but imagine it but but the novel twist is you find yourself crawling out of an oven like you're going to get burnt what I mean,
1: like I haven't got that far. Oh, spoiler! <laughs> uh, it's <laughs> well, the, wa- I mean it, it, it deals with some really dark stuff. But I think also it's it, yeah it, it's it's full of surprises that game. I thought both in its story and its um, sort of gameplay. I didn't expect it to be quite as stealthy as it uh, as it is.
2: I see. That's one of the kind of like quibbles I had with it was that uh, I found the rules of the stealth quite vague but sort of deliberately so because really Wolfenstein is a big noisy shooting Nazis apart and they kind of want that to happen. So it's almost Mm. kind of like you're sort of like gained to lose the stealth because it wants to turn into a shooter.
1: I don't know. I didn't find that. I I felt I was able to to carry out the stealth. There was one bit in a train, subway, uh, underground train area, another... Brand new concept for a first person <laughs> yeah. shooter, and um, and you could kind of go underneath um, this kind of raised walkway and shoot shoot guys. Oh, I remember, the yeah. Sets. yeah, And you know, that only took me. Uh, I mean, unlike most stealth games or stealth stealth um, based games, it only took me a couple of goes to actually do the stealth stuff properly. But and also, unlike a lot of games like that, I didn't really mind whether I. Successfully did the stealth, or I didn't. the The result I got in terms of play, I really enjoyed. You yeah. Know? So, yeah, I don't know. I just we, this is a very minor point, but when a video game is going to sort out that thing where you're going up to a ladder for the first time to climb down, yeah. and you're like. I don't know which way I have to point <laughs> to not just fall down to the bottom. I still, <laughs> and inevitably, really, you'll pick you'll pick that. the wrong one. I
0: do that every single so, time I go down a ladder yeah. in video games. I always fall down, no matter what
1: it is. <laughs> yeah, I know. Something, someone has to sort that out. I love that you're like this so, ultimate
2: my... sort of superhuman who's going to save the entire world, <laughs> but will always fall down ladders at the first time. <laughs> yeah. So, do I take a step back? Right. Do I take a step forward? yeah <laughs> <And> stop. <stuff. laughs> The two of the th- interesting thing about Wolfenstein is that there are there are there are moments in it that almost remind me of like almost like Bioshock, in terms mm. of like your freedom to move around quite sizable environments and like dig out secrets mm. and find yeah. like hidden audio things or whatever. And also oh, those audio
0: mm. diaries, oh heaven help us! I didn't listen yeah. to a single one <laughs> of those.
2: But where you, where you have um. There are some sequences in it which are almost like they're very linear. They're like forced linear narrative sequences, like that bit on the the train where you meet the the lady Nazi.
1: Mm. Oh. Yeah, which has got some of the best. You're carrying a tray of of coffee, right? Oh, the, and yeah. That has got the that's got the best coffee sliding around inside a mug physics <laughs> that I have ever seen. Well, I like to refer to game. as the hot
0: coffee scene. <laughs> yes, with <laughs> the Nazi but lady. It, that
2: that reminded me of some of the more cinematic bits in, like, Bioshock Infinite, where you're kind of mm. locked into, like, a scenario and you've got, like, not a lot of choice over how it plays out and da-da-da. But, yeah. but then it almost seems odd that other times it is just a corridor shooter. Like, it's quite kind of unambitious. Yeah. Well, but I, I was kind of all right with
0: it, with it having sort of different themes or different moments, you know? Like, mm. somewhere mm. it's a bit stealthy, somewhere it's a little bit more, slightly more cerebral, and somewhere it's just you know guns Mm. out this type of business what i was i was um a little trouble i thought the ai wasn't the smartest i don't know if you guys noticed anything about that
1: no i mean i will always settle because i'm a big chicken i always settle into triggering a load of enemies and then running into a corner and waiting for them all to come to me (laughs) yeah and um they did they did that they uh, quite
0: impressively do that don't they
1: yeah Mm. but i but uh, overall really I, I was really impressed with it, Al, so... Yeah, yeah
0: you... I mean, it, yeah, it, it got lots of praise at the time, and I did enjoy it. I would say the other thing about it, my other slight reservation was I think it's it was a little bit at risk of uh, outstaying its welcome slightly. Maybe it was just when I was putting in the fourth disc, I thought... Come on now. Really. <laughs> really. We've had enough now, haven't we? <laughs> Let's move on with our lives. But it's that whole thing about retail games, um, if it's gonna justify its price tag and it's gonna be single player only, it has to be long, right? Mm.
1: Otherwise it's poor value mm. for money. Yeah? There's a bit of DLC, isn't there? Well there's a the bit of yeah,
2: the interestingly, the bit the DLC is kind of sort of the the game played straight. It's kind of forties set ah. not you know, Nazis, big castle, so it's none of the Sort of, what happens if the Nazis made it to the sixties? Um,
1: Do you think that's a bit of a, a, a response? Because I, I was really pleased when he woke up in the sixties, but I imagine oh, no, maybe I, some I people don't, were I don't a
2: bit necessarily see it as a response. I, it's just I think I imagine it's quite easy because they've got a lot of castle textures sitting around. <laughs> like they've they've already built a car, a couple of castles for the for the campaign, so eh, you
1: know, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: All right. Hello,
0: someone else. What have you been playing, someone else? Greener, hit me up with some video yes. game news. What have you been playing other than uh, Wolfenstein? Uh, don't don't do another whole bit about Wolfenstein.
1: <laughs> 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 I've been playing loads of video games. I've been trying. I've been having a kind of Steam backlog catch up, mm-hmm. so I've been going nuts. But um, I found Grow Home on Steam, and I'd never heard of this game, mm. and so it was. Five or six pound, and I bought it. Uh, and I had such a lovely Saturday morning. Just two or three hours, just uh, going through Grow Home. It's such a lovely little game. Have you guys played it? Uh, I read about. I haven't played it. I read about it a yeah, while I've, ago. I've but...
2: read about it, and I've I've, heard, I've had a lot of people ah. at work wax lyrical.
1: Hmm. Yeah. It's a kind. Of, yeah. It is. Uh, yeah. So it's, it is Grow Home. G R O W. Um, it's by Reflections of All People. Yeah. The hmm. driver folk and yeah it's like it's a really really sweet little little game where you play a a robot and um he's a sort of floppy robot (laughs)
2: oh one of those (laughs) yes yeah
1: that's the nightmare vision of the future (laughs) um so his arms and head is all floppy for some reason and his job is just to grow this he's, he's on a little planet and he has to grow this gigantic uh beanstalk essentially um and you do that by and it's set in a very pretty low poly world so everything's big flat uh triangles but mm. it looks awesome um and yeah so the idea is you climb up this uh beanstalk and you, you yeah and you can climb up anything with l and r so l is your left hand and r is your is, right that, hand.
2: Like, is that a bit like so that you, it sounded a bit like that donkey kong game uh king of the swingers
1: yeah except without the rotating oh, yeah okay. so yeah you're grabbing you're grabbing it's a bit more like um didn't Shadow of the Colossus have that sort of left, right, left, right. Oh, is
0: it a bit um, like the bit in um, that we were talking about in the last podcast with um, Brothers of Tale of Two Sons where you're swinging between the two... Uh, between the bits of the castle on the end of a road there's
1: no yeah but there's no swinging you guys are both obsessed with swinging
0: (laughs) yes we're mad swingers that's right yes matthew and i (laughs) I. so you're just you
1: can you can literally climb up any surface even upside down it's as though you've got suckers on your hand basically and you're just
0: okay oh so it's a little bit Um, spider-man-y
1: yeah exactly and um it's quite he's quite a slow slow climber um but, yeah, so the idea you, you get you, you they, on on the on the actual beanstalk there are little um shoots with uh, i guess little flowers on, and when you can grab one of those flowers and press x and then it will just zoom off and the idea is you want to connect that that growing shoot rapidly growing shoot with a floating um island you know there's lots of little floating islands in the air um, so it 's just a gradual process, and every time you connect to a floating island the the main Sort of what root of the beanstalk? Not root. What would you call it? The middle bit. The stem grows. uh, The stem stalk. Yes, grows higher. So eventually, you just get higher and higher and higher. Ah. Um, Can you fall? So, oh yeah, yeah, you can fall. Um, And it's it's somewhat easy to you get. um, There's a couple of little um, powers. You get um, flowers, like in uh, Mario Galaxy. Uh, Was that flowers you were floating around? You
2: could get like
1: sort of almost uh, like not dandelion, but like little oh sycamore seeds. Yeah, that's it. it, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a bit like uh, all the Deku scrub in Majora's Mask. So you can float. You can control your float for a limited time, Um, and yeah, it's it's just a very it's it's uh, just a lovely sort of contemplative. It's just the the, the, as you get higher and higher and higher, um, you find these really pretty there 's not many environments, but um they 're really pretty, and it feels like a real achievement um getting to each one that 's like at five hundred meters or a thousand meters up or whatever um, and yeah, even though I think yes, you can fall off and there's there 's teleporters but there's it 's very easy to fall off and there 's quite a bit of backtracking um, but that 's okay for a two two or three hour game I think mm. you know if it was if you 're imagining that graph of how long the game is, you can imagine if it was a ten hour game. Or fifteen hours. Every time you fell off, you could imagine in your head that graph growing, and it's like I'm going to be spending twenty hours or twenty five hours. But for a two or three hour game, you know you're not you're not going to go wrong um, yeah. too many times. It
0: sounds like if it were um, longer, like a ten ten fifteen hour experience, that would get pretty tedious pretty quickly. Yeah, it? absolutely. Yeah. But it's
1: perfect. I just think it's the perfect. 5 or 6 pound game you know just the right amount of content um mm-hmm. uh finished at exactly the right time um a few little uh things to collect you find the odd little animal and plant like you find plants and animals and you can kind of drag them into the transporter to to and collect them it's br- amazing when you get super high up and you look down and you can see the entire world below you and all the vines and uh, roots and, and You can see all the places you've been to yeah, because it's a super sparse um, sky. Oh yeah, of but, course. So It's just filled with your with your uh, shoots and yeah, and the, and the and the places below you, the the, the sort of islands and uh, and little floating rocks. Um, really, really enjoyed it. I'm so glad I bought it. Um, it's so just, weird. Just a It's it. so weird
2: that it came out of the driver studio. I know, yeah, like it's going, I don't like, know where So that. so you've made like driver games for whatever, like fifteen, twenty years, and they're like, What do you really want to make? and it's about a robot growing a beanstalk. <laughs> <laughs> and this must <laughs> be like, Oh yeah. okay.
0: <laughs> I bet there's an interesting story about how that um came to be, whether that was someone's
2: pet project or something, or yeah, someone yeah, pitched it or, or what's gone on there. I'm intrigued. Or Ubisoft would just be like, Can we drive up the beanstalk and they're like oh i don't know if it's could we make driver beanstalk so I don't, I don't know if that's the right direction for the driver series
1: yeah it's admirably sort of yeah it's the kind of idea you can imagine someone just having and then someone would just dismiss it instantly well, it, but yeah it's it, a so lovely it, thing to see come to fruition
2: we did a we did a, a, a feature with ubisoft montreal about uh, six months hmm. ago uh, where one of our one of our guys went over there because, you know, Ubisoft. While you know they're getting this kind of reputation for this like giant production line kind of Assassin's Creed mm. every year, um, towers, yeah, lots of towers, <clears throat> yeah. But then they're also, you know, they're getting these weird little kind of like artsy projects off the ground, like Valiant Hearts or a Child of Child of Light, you know, which yeah, are yeah. kind of like indie productions, and and it's almost like. I think that what they actually do, and I don't know whether this is what's happened at Reflections, but they kind of have kind of creative leads can kind of um, sort of bed in with like a smaller team, which then goes on to be like the creative heads of a bigger project. So they all kind of like, they learn how to kind of work together by making a weird indie game. And then they become the, then they become like the executive for the next Assassin's Creed or...
0: You
1: know, that's, oh wow okay so that's how well, they kind so, of so sort of... when the
0: next assassin's creed is about a little robot uh <laughs> yeah. go, going between sort of rotating <laughs> platforms let's say which is a good yeah. idea for a podcast yeah. then we'll know what's happened sweet what platforms is it on do you, do you know offhand greener what's just uh, what pc isn't it? it's on?
1: Just BC, i think
2: what that's outrageous
0: right, unacceptable um
1: but but I wouldn't. One reason I wouldn't recommend it is just the lingering. I just remember the lingering guilt I have about um, when you're trying to. You have to if you want to get an animal. If you want to scan an animal for your catalog thing, you have to grab it with both of your hands, and then drag it into the teleporter. And I ran after this sheep. The sheep kind of run off when you um, when you go near them. Yeah. And he was just. And he just just edged over a cliff oh, and he was just he was just clinging on by gods a couple of polygons that happened to be touching the edge of the cliff and then i tried to grab him but somehow pushed him off <laughs> and i managed to get the camera angle just perfect to watch him just plummet into a you know the bo- bottom i couldn't even see of the uh, of the environment it was really it was very upsetting uh i, I feel bad about that sheep uh, <laughs> you pushed the
0: sheep into the void it's asking for trouble, isn't it?
1: Yeah, running off a cliff. you think they'd, they'd have learned by now. Uh, yeah, lovely little game, that. I recommend it. Grow Home. Grow Home.
0: But uh, except it needs a better title, really, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it's a stupid title. Yeah. On that, we can all agree. Is
0: the sequel going to be called Gron Home? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> oh, I
2: get,
1: yes, Gone no. Home. Oh, dear. I'm with you. Oh, this podcast is full of great jokes there <laughs> It's full of zingers. Episode.
2: Everyone a Maserati. Can you imagine, though, because those names are quite similar, Gone Home and Grow Home. Could you imagine <laughs> if someone was looking for Gone Home and bought Grow Home, and then were trying to apply all those think pieces they've read online to it, and they're like, how mm. is this about lesbianism? I don't get this at all. <laughs> yeah, this isn't a
0: particularly evocative uh, early 90s <laughs> you know uh <laughs> recreation with yeah, uh, like, where are the
2: mixtape everyone's tense? like oh the alternative soundtrack and it's all just plinky plonky <laughs>
1: I think it's worse if someone got was looking for a grow home and bought, gone home and then just, like spent three hours trying to find the beanstalk. <laughs> but <laughs> it's, it's, but it's I'm just really in this wrong. little <laughs>
0: suburban house. <Yeah>. Freaky stairs.
2: <laughs> What's going on? There's cattle there yeah, There's some dad sitting down his kid going, oh, I've heard this is a good kid's game. Just enjoy this for three hours. And they come out of it like...
1: <laughs> <laughs> what was that... Um, what was that isn't there a similar name game but what was um that that nez horror game that was by the resident evil guy sweet home sweet home that's right yeah
2: (laughs) oh you don't (laughs) want to get those games confused (laughs) it's
1: getting really they're
2: actually they're actually part of a trilogy (laughs) it's actually what you don't know it's the same character in all three yeah
1: Yeah, you never see well, the girl yeah. in uh, in Gone Home. That's you, why there's so? no
2: reflective surfaces in Gone Home, because it will reveal that you're actually a weird robot. <laughs> That's a great question. It is. If you, if, if you look hard enough in Gone Home, you can find a letter the dad writes to the mum where he's like, I can't believe our daughter's a weird robot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, have you got a game that you have been yeah. playing?
2: Yeah, I've been. Uh, now, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, uh, but I've been playing uh, Dangan Romper 2. So, no, sorry, Matthew, you've got it wrong. It's Dangan Romper 2. That's how you pronounce it. <laughs> uh, so, I've been playing this, which is the sequel to Dangan Romper. Um, it is a PS Vita uh, adventure game. I've seen some people classify it as a visual novel, which I don't particularly agree with because it's a bit too kind of interactive got a bit too much going on um i think they might have been psp games that have been updated and re-released for vita yeah it's a psp
0: game originally wikipedia tells me
2: Mm. but the the, the sort of the to, uh, to understand two you have to have a sort of a little understanding of one so the basic kind of concept is there's this school for the people, they're called like ultimates because they're students with like ultimate talents and certain abilities. So it's like the ultimate chef, the ultimate dancer, the ultimate that are, and they're all kind of increasingly weird. And you kind of go to this school and you'll get locked in this sort of deadly game of murder where to to escape this academy, you have to kill one of your fellow students. Oh, I want to be huh. the
0: ultimate
1: murderer. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. Did you say you want to be the ultimate I want to be ultimate the ultimate murderer. murderer. I got Outlaws. that one. I got that one would, on well, lockdown. That would, that
2: would that would definitely. Well, I think they are. There are sort of things a bit like that, but it's it's all very strange. But one was, one was quite kind of um, contained because it was in this school. I thought it was quite tense. Um, it had you know quite good mysteries, quite good characters, and it it worked really well, and I really enjoyed it. But two uh, does this very strange thing where it kind of like I don't know if it's. Like reacting to the fame of one, or that you know one came out and people said we like X Y Z, and then they've given any more of that. But it's it's like a much sillier game, so they've kind of moved it to this tropical island. So it's sixteen kids on a tropical island trying to kill each other. Um, (laughs) Right. What? But it's all it's all kind of uh, it's all kind of it's all overseen by this um, sort of twisted bear called Monokuma, Um, (laughs) and. In the first game, he was quite weird and irritating, but like, it was kind of fine. But this time, he's got like this stupid rabbit called Man- Manami or something like that, hmm. who's this right. little rabbit who he kind of beats up constantly. And uh, so, I'm not doing a very good job of explaining this game. I have, really I have really no super... idea what this game is about. <laughs> I'm,
0: <you> know, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna... so it sounds oh, like the Hunger kind of Games I... <laughs> mashed up with some sort of uh, you know Japanese love sim or something.
2: Yeah, yeah it's kind of... It's, it's fundamental about murder and trying to murder people and trying to solve murders, but then hmm. it's counterbalanced by like it's so daft, like it refuses to take itself seriously. When actually, I'd be quite happy for it to take itself seriously because it's quite exciting trying to solve. You know, when you're trying to solve a murder where the judge is like this stupid squealing bear, it's a little <laughs> bit kind of like eh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I kind of sort of struggle with that. But what's kind of very what's really interesting about it and the kind of the the game of it is that it's. um it's basically like a kind of really arcade arcadey version of Phoenix Wright. Hmm. So you're trying to kind of collect evidence and kind of expose uh, contradictions in testimony. But instead of it kind of being a polite kind of you know static kind of text-driven game, the kind of courtroom scenes are these like buzz of like all activity and each piece of evidence is like a bullet that you have to literally shoot into the statements <laughs> you hate. And there's all this kind of, like, uh, everyone else kind of chats over the top of it. So you have to shoot away people's chat before you can mm. shoot the evidence at the right quote. And so it's really, you know, on one hand, you're trying to work it all out. And on the other hand, you're trying to kind of just sort of, you know, make sense of all this mad noise. So it's quite mm. like an, it's quite an intriguing, like, interesting twist on that kind of Ace Attorney formula. Mm-hmm. But I, I must I must say, if, this one... Uh, it kind of went a bit overboard in the court section. So it basically turns, it adds all these silly mini games to like different areas. So when you're trying to kind of join the dots, you do this thing, which is called a logic dive, which is basically you imagine yourself sort of surfing down this holographic tube (laughs) and um, (laughs) you have to, and it then asks questions and you have to go, you have to sort of skid onto the part of the, the part of the tube, which has the right answer because otherwise you'll sort of fall through the floor So it's sort of like F-Zero meets Ace Attorney. So is that a test of your
0: sort of logical deduction or your landing skills or both?
2: Well, that's the thing. This is the problem. The game marries the two. Mm. So it goes, not only have you got to work out who did the murder, you have to be able to jump over holes in a giant (laughs) tube in space. And you're like, why? Judges, you know, lawyers don't have to do this. (laughs) I should just be able to say... Oh, I think it was that guy took the light bulb. You know, I shouldn't have to ride the mind tube. You
0: know, well, I think this would intri- I think this would enliven real life court cases substantially, wouldn't it? I'll let you off this. I'll let you off this speeding ticket if you can do a backflip. Right, Are you, all right.
2: Yeah. that is that is a that is a new show waiting to be pitched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: like Judge Judy mixed
2: with Bullseye. It'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> but but it just like. Or there's this terrible rhythm game where you basically argue the case against, like, the person you've accused. Mm -hmm. But, like, every point you make has to be made on the the beat of the rhythm. Mm -hmm. And you're just sort of like, what? Why would you? It's like a disco face-off in the middle of a courtroom.
1: (laughs) It's just so
2: dumb. It's so dumb. Um, but it's, you know, quite good mysteries. I'll, I'll say that for it. You know, one's, I'd say, like a real must-play on Vita cause it's really interesting. Two, it's mm. just, it's, it's quite uh, hard work, but, you know, it was, uh, you know, a reason to dust off the Vita, so that was something.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm surprised that you're, considering that you love that, game that was basically ace attorney with a bunch of birds which is not exactly the most realistic uh courtroom concept uh or investigative concept uh, i'm surprised that you're uh, so down on the the surreality yeah if you imagine it the other way around it's, it's kind of like um you know winning a marathon and then having to like sit down and make a legal case at the end of it before they declare you the it's winner a bit
2: like, it's a bit like krypton factor yeah, yeah, well, yeah I a, a crystal krypton maze yeah. was what i was thinking yeah
1: <laughs> so there is precedent for this
2: I, basically dangan romper is the krypton factor of the game <laughs> if the krypton factor had been run by like an evil bear and like a dumb rabbit
0: <laughs> so it so it basically is crystal maze then because that's run by you know richard o'brien Probably still to this day he's in there
2: yeah, actually, I'd say Richard O'Brien is more like on a level of like madness with the characters of Dangan Romper than whoever hosted <laughs> the Krypton Factor. So when they Gordon when Burns? they make
0: the film of Dangan Ronpa, we know who to call on. Good news, Richard O'Brien. Actually, he'd be great. <laughs> just
1: to, I just want to clarify: you're talking Richard O'Brien, not Gordon Burns. <laughs> well,
2: one one has to be the bear, the other has to be the rabbit. Oh, I think we all know who the bear is <laughs>
1: and who the rabbit is there.
2: But uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's that's how I spent my holiday playing that basically.
1: Where were you? Where was your holiday?
2: I went I went down to I went down to Devon.
1: Hmm. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very good at holiday small talk.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 I I got
0: that from the "Mm, good. I missed out on the opportunity for some uh, holiday small talk today. I got my hair cut and uh, I got it in in London. It's a great place.
1: London? (laughs) In it's quite good. Perhaps you know it. It's the hairdresser in London, you know.
0: And uh, yeah, I missed out on some quality holiday chat. Oh, well.
1: What did you talk about
0: instead? Uh, How I wanted my hair done.
2: (laughs) What, for the whole haircut? No, I don't know. I don't like to talk. I, you've gone to the side early on. You can't be improvising
0: that like 20 minutes into the cut. But he was explaining, me, he was explaining to me why it is better for me to have my hair cut with scissors than with a clipper, you see. He's, so I know about this now.
1: Right, how do we get off this platform? We jump. Anyone? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you we were jump. doing it then. Oh, wait, I thought, that was I thought that was the noise of everyone having already left <laughs>
2: the platform. Oh, right. Sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, we jump. Let's jump. Let's jump away. I'm sure there's another platform underneath us. Right. Geronimo, after this.
0: And now on BBC Radio 3, live from the Royal Albert Hall, listeners were in for a very special experience, a one-off performance of Beethoven's Fifth Symphony by the rotating platform players, using only Nintendo DS, Jam With The Band.
1: It is the year 3000. Apocalyptic disaster has struck in what has become known as the event. Millions are dead or dying in the molten lava of a collapsing planet. The one beacon of hope, the Space Ark, constructed to protect humanity's best people and greatest works and carry them safely to a new home beyond the stars. Racing against time. Space Ark Games Committee convenes to decide which video games will be preserved for future generations and which will be lost forever to the fire.
2: That exciting theme tune can mean but only one thing. We are indeed on board the Space Ark. I don't know about you guys, but I actually feel kind of a bit redundant now that we have the theme tune explaining the concept. Do you think the theme tune should
1: do you think we should extend the theme tune so it's doing the whole segment?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we could do that. I really like Monkey Island. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. What was that? Was that your impression of a woman's voice? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. So yeah, we're all sitting in our space chairs um, and it, it's uh... <laughs> What? Eating uh, our
0: space biscuits, no, uh, <laughs>
1: cola cubes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's the genre this week, Matthew?
2: Uh, so this week we are debating uh, the the best of point and click adventures. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. When we said it last week, I thought, oh, that's going to be that's going to be quite easy. It's quite a simple <laughs> genre. But yeah. then actually, lots of things people have suggested have kind of got me all in a tizzy about what doesn't doesn't constitute a. Mm. Uh, Point and click adventure. So I guess we will find out as we go along.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's there's a few little, a few left field picks. Oh, by the way, before we get started, uh, there was a good uh, uh, something a blog post on our blog um, following last episode's uh...
0: a comment. You mean?
1: Yes, that's right. No, in the future, you put blog posts on on blogs, not comments. We we all (laughs) know that. (laughs) That's that's how blogs have evolved. Um, yeah, so Grant Jones was just saying, that, you know, we were talking about the Super Scope, um, mm-hmm. the, the SNES mm-hmm. Super Scope. He says, my memories of the SNES Super Scope are quite odd, as my friend had a SNES that only had one controller, therefore one proper controller. Therefore, when I would go to his house to play Street Fighter after school, as player two, I would be lumped with the Super Scope. <laughs> <laughs> he well, says, how on sod.
2: earth did that did even
1: work he says trying to pull off hadakens with a bazooka on your shoulder is something I'll never forget
2: <laughs> yeah no, <laughs> you like, like- the player one trying to sell him that that's the actual way you do it <laughs> that is brilliant oh, no, this is how no mate this is how all the pros play it if you go down to any arcade i'm telling you man <laughs> so does he have like muscle memory when
0: it comes to play like you know mortal kombat x or something Is he gonna have to do it off his shoulder yeah. how's that work <laughs> yeah. that's brilliant yeah do you think he, do you
2: think when he looks at t-shirts which have kind of got like the button inputs for for a dragon punch he just doesn't get it because he doesn't know any of the buttons <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. he only knows how to control a bazooka
2: yeah he's like oh yeah classic shoot up left corner shoot right corner shoot left corner shoot center of the screen <laughs> and you're like no that isn't how you do it what are you talking
1: about <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, you maniac. so maniac oh so uh, that's that's so although zero.
0: really i mean playing a fighting game using a gun could arguably called be called cheating really it's a bit of an Indiana Jones thing
2: he's got going on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I tell you what though, that's how uh, that's how uh, Yamuchi played. So, <laughs> yeah, y- he played with all his yamazuka. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was like only losers play with buttons. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's a nice uh, that's a nice little uh, message to remember Grant Jones by uh, now that he's dead.
0: <laughs> 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 oh yeah, that guy who played Street Fighter with him. A-
1: yeah. With the, the Yamazooka. Old Bazooka yeah.
2: Grant. That's what we call him in the future.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Point and Click Adventures. Uh, who's, who, Matthew, <laughs> who, who would you like to choose as the uh, as the starting person?
2: Um, <clears throat> what about you, Greener? Come on, hit us yes. up with your Point and Click Adventure.
1: Oh, okay. So I have played... Uh, quite a few point click adventures but i've chosen one i i that i haven't played all the way through oh should i have like that <laughs> but nah, the, do I, it. I really like um and that is beneath the steel sky mm-hmm. just gonna...
2: <laughs> i can see you looking at <laughs> on wikipedia no i'm just think i'm just thinking that's my
1: thinking face <laughs> yeah,
2: i'm thinking on wikipedia <laughs> you're such a scumbag <laughs>
1: So, who designed? Go on then, Greener. Who designed Beneath a Steel Sky? Revolution. Yep. Yeah. And who is the man at the head of uh, Beneath a Steel Ch- Sky?
2: Charles Cecil.
1: Correct. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, got a good <clears throat> point and click heritage. Um, well, I say heritage. I don't know where it stands in the Charles Cecil oeuvre. 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 oeuvre, oeuvre, oeuvre. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I had it it was it, there was a demo of it on an Amiga magazine which is how I first got to play it. Um just the first Yeah, I played
0: the demo as well, mm. which um, I think I, it was one of those many um games around that period where I would just play the demo incessantly. Yeah, absolutely because uh, I played the opening section of that game hundreds of times.
1: Very um it was on floppy disk, wasn't it? It took a long time to load. I seem to remember there was a lot of pauses between uh But yeah, um it's a cyberpunk uh point and click I love cyberpunk stuff it's a bit sort of I, I always think of it in um in a similar way to uh flashback because it's about a sort of dude on the run um in a cyberpunk future um mm. and uh yeah you except
0: um, this one uh well it has a lighter tone of yeah um, it's kind smell.
1: of yeah it's got a it's got a funny robot uh there's a lot of <laughs> yeah the <little> humorous <laughs> robot <who's broken>. we
0: <laughs> need a, a
2: funny robot
0: <laughs> oh we do don't we <laughs>
1: So, uh, yeah, he's got a little Roblox. Yeah, you're right, Alan. There's a lot of... Um, it, it tries to be funny. It's a funny game. Um, so this is why I think of it in terms of Flashback. It's something about these cyberpunk games where things kind of open up. So uh, the way Flashback went from that sort of forest to... Then you dive down that big hole into the city. And then you're in that kind of game show. Um I, uh, Beneath Seal Sky is, is, is similar to me because you started out in that little sort of factory after you've been on the run and then you escape out into the into the real city and then a subway, I think, if I'm remembering it right, Alan, you can probably remember better. No, come on, it's I am actually sort of remembering of different,
0: It's got um, higher and lower levels to the city, isn't it? It's all sort of mm. vertical cities. Oh, yeah, you're super it? high the up,
1: aren't you? Because you have to... Yeah, you elevators, have to, yeah. You have to... Um, don't you cling to the side of a door near the start or something to avoid a cop mm. or something like that? Yeah, um, God, yeah,
0: it's been a while. I haven't played it in a very long time.
1: No, I, I haven't either. As is probably becoming apparent. No,
2: Greener, what you're when you that door thing that that wasn't beneath a steel sky. That was last night with those people trying to get on board the ship.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's right.
2: That that that's awkward. what that's what you're thinking of because <laughs> remember we threw rocks at them. That's yeah. right. And that's fell, what you're thinking yeah,
1: of, and they fell in the lava. And we sent the little. Well, they fell in the lava.
2: <laughs> we sent the little
0: comedy robot to laugh at them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. that's
1: right. That's right.
2: Um, Good times.
1: Again, beneath the Skill sky is is being brought to the space up by me because of my my nostalgic memory of it um, more than anything. But yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's probably when a Charles. I, I think it's better remembered than I thought it was Uh, so I don't know if it's if people know this is one of Charles Cecil's little uh, Mm. little projects Um, but uh, it's one of the lesser known ones isn't it yeah Um, uh, and you know a lot of point and click is a very to me a very US dominated genre Um, so nice to have uh, the Brits being represented he is British right
2: yeah yeah oh he's British as hell (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: yeah so yeah i i i I, I, not that countries mean anything in the year 3000 obviously it's just one one solid sea of lava um (laughs) and that floating corpse from last week that's people have started populating that so (laughs) (laughs) so uh yeah that's my my british point and click pick beneath a steel sky hmm
0: uh, it, it, days, it does date from that period and from that same stable, but is it really up there with some of the other fantastic uh, ones from that time? For example, Broken Sword, oh, which hint, hint. Uh, is a splendid game. Hint, hint, spoiler, spoiler. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, it's so long ago. Mm. Mm. And I mm, I seem to remember, and maybe my memory is flawed, but I seem to remember it having that that thing in point and click adventures, which drives me round the twist, which is where you have a completely mad, a ridiculous solution to the puzzle, right? Where you have to combine the, uh, you know, combine the, uh, the hair clip with the, <laughs> you know, with the yeah. ocelot in order to make an yeah. explosive <laughs> rocket. But that's like, what oh, that, but that is.
1: Every point and click, click adventure has got those.
0: Well, the better ones manage to reduce the effect of it. Let's say,
1: mm. okay,
0: don't you think? Well, mm, like at least there's some logic at no. work, or some sort of the way, or the way it directs <laughs> you to that. Mm. You
1: know, some of the some of the best, some of the really best loved, biggest names in point and click have uh, horrific, have one standout horrific puzzle like that <clears throat> uh, i mean look at grim fandango know, but
0: that seems such a shame okay i'm i'm gonna i'm go, i'm out um i'm gonna say no on the basis that it's not the best charles cecil game because you're about to find out the one that is
1: that is someone is uh, uh hmm
2: now i'll be i'll be honest i've only played about an hour of beneath a steel sky because i got it mm. for free off um i think when good old games launched Ah. Yes, gave, that's right.
1: I've got it free off them.
2: They gave it away free, and I think I've played about an hour of it. And I remember thinking, "Oh, this is quite good. Uh, I like the setting. I kind of like the tone of it. Yes. Um, yes, I should probably play more. If anything, I think it's probably that whether or not because I haven't played it, so I don't know if this is true for the rest of it. But to have a kind of, slightly more sort of serious sort of sci-fi setting yeah. is quite unusual because so often, point- yeah. Sorry. Point and clicks on. are quite zany. Yeah, that's you know, right. All... That's right. So, uh, like yeah. I say, I say why not? Let's let's let it on, and let's let's give it a go. I'm
1: very very so, pleased. Oh yeah. So yeah, now Alan's going to reveal going to reveal his poker hand.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been playing this one close to my chest. But if you like Charles Cecil games that are uh funny but also quite serious with a little bit of a dramatic edge, you're going to love The First Broken Sword game. Uh, Shadow of the Templars.
1: Yes. Um, I call this game the, the the game with the bomb and the clown because that's the only bit of Broken yes. Sword that I've <laughs> I played. Well, but they're evocative <laughs> images, aren't they? They stick with you. The bomb and the
0: clown. I mean, it's beautifully made.
1: Yes. So David Baptiste has also nominated Broken Sword. Uh, so he A says... of taste. Yeah, the sense of place for every location is absolutely perfect. The characters are superbly written and the jokes are actually funny as opposed to the Monkey Island games. I'll conveniently... Ooh, zinger, shots fired. (laughs) I'll conveniently ignore how stupid the goat puzzle was (laughs) because all of the other puzzles (laughs) made sense, which is also... Somewhat of a point-and-click rarity. The only caveat is the recent yeah. director's cut release, absolutely ruined the majestic opening of the original. So make sure that burns in the lava, <laughs> along with us unfortunate <laughs> souls. Oh, bless him!
2: <laughs> I like how I like how everyone knows their own fate. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's I'd say it's visually, um, f- you know, uh, far and away better than the other. It's it's more good looking than beneath the steel sky.
1: But did it? I feel like Broken Sword must, must have come after Beneath the Steel Sky because Beneath the Steel Sky has got a very pixely sort of uh, yeah sixteen bit yeah. sort of look. That is a good point. Hang, what, let me check my <coughs>
0: memory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ninety six. So that is that's definitely later. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. The voice acting in Broken Sword is brilliant. Yeah. Um, the writing, I mean, it's you know, it's a Charles Cecil game, so the writing is going to be good, but the writing is brilliant. It's genuinely funny, and the will-they-won't-they they relationship um, between um, George and Nico is, like, you actually really do want to find out if they're going to get together or not. Oh, right. Um, it really is a lovely piece of writing. I mean, George mm. is this sort of dorky American, and Nico mm. is a sort of sultry French investigative journalist, mm. but they're both good at wisecracking and kind of undercutting the other one. Mm. Uh it um I think there was, it was there was a talk of a film at one point or is that in development or something like that? Um I'd be interested Don't to know. see what happens with that because hmm. it's sort of a it's sort of a proto da vinci code. Yeah, that's very that's a very good that's a very good comparison. Yeah. Imagine the da vinci code but funny and interesting. And I found the da vinci silly. code pretty funny. Well, on different on in, on a yeah, different yeah, basis, yeah, perhaps.
1: Yeah, yeah that's because you're remembering um, Dan. You're remembering Dan Brown's um, 2043 um, comedy sequel to the Da Vinci Code.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, rather that
1: was, <laughs> rather than the original,
0: the Da Vinci Code exclamation mark.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. that one. Yeah. Oh, that Sorry. was a fun. That was a funny film. <laughs> yeah. That was a film that could make even the Mona Lisa smile. That, I see what you've that's done. That's what there. said. That's what. That's what. Uh, That's what cyborg Paul Ross wrote on the film poster
1: (laughs) before mercilessly killing everyone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I'm gonna um, I'm gonna say uh, I'm I'm actually gonna say yes to Broken Sword because everyone's always talking about it. I never played it, but uh, not all the way through. Um, But yeah, Cecil is Cecil's masterpiece, really, isn't it?
0: It has got that. It never annoyed me with. Uh, the puzzles, you know, I don't have any memories of just thinking, mm. "What the hell do I do here?" I've been bashing my head against a brick wall for for half an hour, um and the game doesn't even want me to do that. Mm. um You know, I, I didn't ever have that, which is a ringing endorsement.
1: Yeah, well, we don't want to be frustrated uh, by by uh, unsolvable puzzles on the on the arc, um, um, or by me bashing
0: my head into a bloody pulp. Yeah, we don't want that. <laughs> it's not good. Not no.
1: That would ruin the atmosphere.
2: Not good. My vote is redundant, which is irritating, as I'd say no to Broken This
1: must be one of those controversial opinions he was promising us.
2: No, I... After you I, said yes to Beneath a Steel Sky. I, I really... <laughs> I really hate uh, George Stobart, the hero you know, of Broken I was, Sword. I
1: was going to say this. I mean, I haven't mm. played much Broken Sword, but as soon as... Alan, as soon as you mentioned he was American, I suddenly remembered how annoyed by that dude I was. He is... Without a doubt, the
2: smuggest video game character <laughs> of all time. Oh, no, but he gets undercut, you know. That's he, the nah, whole point he is of a, him. He's an absolute jerk. I think you're right about, like, it doesn't have the kind of ludicrous, like, item combination type things. But I think that that itself comes at the cost of, it doesn't really have, very, like, big puzzles in it. It actually goes too hmm. far the other way. I think it's too streamlined, too simple. It's narrative um, driven. I'll give you. It's give you. It's, it is it's narrative driven, driven by the narrative and character driven. It is driven. narrative driven. I don't like all that Templar conspiracy stuff. I find it quite boring. Uh, you know, mm. I, I find it funny it, enough. You know, funny. Not enough. really, cause um, it's a. It's it's a really. It's a game that is built like entirely on like national stereotypes. Because it's about the smug American. It's about the sort of slightly sultry, stuck-up French lady. Then he goes to like he goes to England, and it's all these kind of country bumpkins in a pub. It's just <laughs> I find it really broad. Um, mm. He like i, I well, I, I could talk about in great length about why I don't like George. There's this one thing, and I, I'm pretty sure I haven't imagined this. So maybe someone will point out that I'm wrong. Right at the start, you remember the bomb with the clown. And everyone mm. remembers that. It's a great opener. That cafe blows up. You're like, mm. what's going on? That's really thick. Then he goes into the bar and there's like a dude who's literally been blown to pieces, like an old man. And mm. there's like a waitress crying. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't remember what it is, but if you look at one of them, I think it's if you look at the waitress or you look at the, mm. the smashed up surroundings of the bar, his line of dialogue, he goes, oh, huh, well, I guess I'm going to have to get my own cappuccino which <laughs> which I think is probably like one of the most callous reactions to I've just seen a above. But now, I the problem Matthew, is... Matthew, you are not supposed to take this seriously. You've been deeply offended by... Like, I, I, a I'll tell silly... you, he is an absolute... He's he, he's a jerk. I can't stand Broken Sword. I think mean, Broken Sword should be thrown in the lava along with George <laughs> and his stupid hair and his stupid voice. In point-and-click parlance, I want to combine George with lava. yes. <laughs> Well, luckily,
1: luckily for you, we've got a t- a whole load of lava on hand. So, uh, yeah, you, yeah. You, can, we, you can put it in some lava. I want to
2: open Space Ark door and use George on lava.
1: <laughs> well, I'm I, i I'm a bit torn now. I don't know whether to retract. That was a very good argument against... Uh...
2: Well, let's,
1: let's look at the facts, shall we? I don't know. Let's
0: look at the facts, shall we? It is a good game. It is funny. It is you know, interesting, the characterization is great. These are not facts, these are the,
2: opinions. These are just opinions, it's not funny.
1: <laughs> I started believing those as facts. Uh it's, it's really <laughs> worrying for me. No but Especially that's... just ahead of an election. A space election. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna keep my yes then. Uh Matthew, what are you bringing into the space arc? <clears throat>
2: uh so like this is a, a genre close to my heart. I found it. Mm. It's the hardest. This is the hardest one we've done yet, actually, because like in a lot of ways, point and click adventures were my kind of big into games. Well, I was going to say Grim Fandango, but I think mm. that's almost cheating a bit because it's not true point and click because well, it's no slightly one, different.
1: No one has off, offered it as a as a listener vote either. So yeah, I guess it's just, just felt the same. Well, that's because it's
2: know? not point and click, but it is absolutely like. It's Tim Schafer's best game, in my opinion, but I'm sure we'll find a space for it another week. Uh, so I'm going to go for uh, Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. Mm. Like at the time, I remember when I got this. Uh, I got this for my birthday. I'd never heard of it. Like my my dad just sort of saw it in a supermarket and going, "Oh, he likes Indiana Jones. I'll get him, for, get him that." Uh, had it on the Amiga came on 11 floppy disks. Um, (laughs) Like, every time you went out of a room, it'd be like, insert disk seven. I used to have to line up all the disks. That makes it a bigger game
0: than Wolfenstein the New Order.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I didn't even realise that there was a version with a voice track on it, like a CD-ROM version. So, like, years later, I saw someone playing it, and it had spoken dialogue. I was like, what the hell is that? That's not right. (laughs) So, um... It's a Lucas game. Oh, I, so what, what I'm, I'm, like I'm glad this. to have a, a Lucas one Yeah, I think, and I think you kind of like you kind of have to, uh, yeah. and uh, they're all like brilliant in their own way. I, mean, they're but I for <laughs> me, I don't know what it was about. I t- no, I'll tell you what it is. I think Indiana Jones is such a brilliant fit for the format because fundamentally he's this cool action hero, but he's also Like he is an academic, he's driven by like puzzle solving Mm. and thinking things through, and it actually suits the format fine. Like it makes sense for him to kind of collect all this stuff and combine stuff and try and sort of like create kind of haphazard solutions to things because that's kind of how Indiana Jones is. You know, Mm. it doesn't really make sense Mm. in most other games. You sort of go along with. Guybrush Streetwood filling his pockets with all this junk that may or may not come in handy. But Indiana Mm. Jones, you know, he is a kind of, uh, you know, he kind of sort of makes it up as he goes along. He's he's got a a nice improvised vibe to him. Mm. Um, So I think it suits for that reason. Uh, I think it also, it's a very cinematic form. You know, the way that you can frame scenes and set up kind of locations. Mm. You know, it's very filmic in the way it's done. There was actually, there was quite a good piece on Kotaku today about the um, opening to, fate of atlantis it's basically the credits and there's like a playable skit like around the credits where he's kind of he goes back Mm. to his college to find something and he kind of keeps falling through the floor and finding all this mad stuff and it's not really Mm. like a puzzle you have to solve it's just a thing that happens while the credits are running but it's it's like it's already doing something a kind of a bit interesting with the kind of sort of cinematic framing of it which i really liked but Mm. what what really stood out for me at the time because you know you are endlessly replaying these games, but obviously puzzle games it can be a little difficult because you know once you know the solution you know the solution. Yeah. But um, what this know. one does is about, uh, about a couple of hours into it, it splits into three paths, and like the, the game is basically mm. shaped around those. So you can kind of uh, there's like the wits path, which is just like you and the toughest puzzles. Then there's a co-op path, which is you and um, your sort of female sidekick Sophia. And it changes all the puzzles to be kind of slightly more co op focused. Like they go to different places and da da da. And then there's the path, which is just brilliantly named Fists, which is uh, <laughs> basically Indiana yeah, Jones fighting, which I always hated because it was like it basically turns it into a pointy click beat em up. We had oh, to kind of click on the part works. of the body you wanted to punch. Yeah, that you could nice. die in it. it that was, it, that for mm-hmm. me was rotten. I don't think I ever finished the Fists path. But <laughs> the, um,. Just the co op, the co op path, and the wits part, Like, they were brilliant, and it's a proper, like, brilliant Indiana Jones story. You know, the, the guys who wrote it had a background in film, and they went out to, like, um, like the LucasArts, Luke, George Lucas's house, and sort of looked at all his kind of um, supernatural stuff that he collected and came mm. up with this quite cool story about Atlantis. And it's got all the beats you'd want, you know, Nazi submarines, and you're flying a hot air balloon across the desert, and mm. you get to go into the sort of bazaar. And it's, it's all kind of, uh, it's like the greatest hits of mm. Indiana Jones films. I think mm. we should definitely put it in the space arc. But it's a shame that we can't take all the LucasArts games you made a
0: compelling case for it, Matthew, up Thanks. until the point where you said you hated about a third of it. Um, <laughs> I thought that was, but that You've really shot yourself in the you've shot yourself in the
2: fist there. Um, <laughs> so that's actually probably something I did in the game. I'm so bad at the fist spot. <laughs> you ended up shooting yourself in the fist. So uh, um, I'm going
0: to say no, just because I'm the first one giving my. It's just cuz I was arsy about broken sword. Well, no no no, it's not I'm saying no because just I don't know, just for the dramatic tension, oh, really. Alan, I'm perfectly just, happy for it to go in, but I'm going to say just no. You've
2: just taken anyway. your first step on your very own fists path. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, I'm tempted to say yes. I mean, I, have, I haven't played it either, but I, I think uh, Matthew's picture is really good. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, having having glimpsed screenshots in the past, and it's one of those games I really like to be able to play. It would be sad to see those uh, pixels uh, yeah. disintegrating into the lava there. Um,
0: I think I think we're on. I think that makes us three for three, doesn't it? It does. It
2: does. Can I also? Can I? I, I don't know whether or not a reader has picked it. I also want to do a little cheeky shout out. I'm not saying we should put it in the arc, but a little shout-out for the Discworld games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I went to see Terry Pratchett do a signing in a bookstore, and I was t- there was a guy in the queue behind me who was talking about the game and how he had a walkthrough for it. <laughs> and I, 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 I got so stuck on that game, I ended up getting my mum to track that man down so I could see <laughs> his walkthrough. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Like, this is absolutely what? true. Like, my mum he- overheard him say that he lived in our town, so I actually <laughs> found this guy so I could use his walkthrough.
1: Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> that is... Yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's, like, it just took, yeah, weeks of, like... We knew his, we had, a, we had a, like, an idea of his surname, so we just went through the phone book, ringing up people going, are you the guy with the Discord walkthrough? What? <laughs> you rang people up? <laughs> What is you wrong, wrong, you what is rang up strangers you? saying, have you got a walkthrough? Because I knew, I knew you lived in our really town and that you had a surname that sounded like X. So your first thought
0: is, mother, pass me the phone book. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Well,
2: how that are you asking going to find a complete stranger? <laughs> well, no, the, go is the back weirdest step, thing the, I've heard the, today The question
1: is more Why would you try and find that complete stranger Surely there must have been other ways for you to get a walkthrough for that well, game
2: Well yeah maybe But the amazing thing is when I found him He, like, he was obviously like completely bemused by the whole thing He was like oh wow what a weird thing to do that And he came... ended up photo- He ended up photocopying the whole walkthrough for me
1: That game came <laughs> wow. out in like 1999 or something
2: Yeah we did have the internet The internet did exist What? <laughs> This story gets better and better. My mom. This is well, 1999. You know, to, my mom. My mom found the internet too expensive, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so she thought it was cheaper to ring the entirety of well, your no, hometown. She wouldn't
2: let me use the cheat lines either because they were overpriced. But yeah, so I found a complete stranger and. Uh, it was actually like a puzzle from a point-and-click game in a <laughs> roundabout way.
0: See, now I'm imagining it. Okay, that is seriously weird, Matthew. I can't get past that. Yeah, that's that. bonkers. That's really odd. That's bonkers. Wow. I, but I, I, it would be a good plot for a romantic comedy, you know?
2: Like, yeah, except uh, except I was a 10-year-old boy and he was a
0: 13-year-old <laughs> dude. Well, no, I'm not suggesting that, perhaps. We would need to change the characters a bit. So it's, you know, Meg Ryan and, uh, I don't know someone else what you tom think hanks. what you
1: think meg ryan or you think tom hanks rigging up meg ryan in order to get a, a walkthrough for a Discworld game is going to be the next big rom-com is that what you're saying yeah, that's the solution
2: <laughs> you've got walkthroughs <laughs> <laughs> instead of like sleepless in Seattle, it could be like perplexed in portsmouth in, 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 in penge yeah so
1: yeah. so we've got some uh, listener picks sent to us all the mm-hmm. way from the year 2015 um, I'm excited about this. Yes, yeah, so so let's talk about better than our picks. Yeah, so let's talk about Maniac Mansion and Day of the Tentacle. So Simon Ball has picked... He says the only true big time point and click I've played is Maniac Mansion. Someone has probably picked it already. Nope, and uh, James Langston. <laughs> day of the tentacle layer upon layer of action which is the sequel to I mentioned, layer upon layer of actually clever puzzles as opposed to random item combinations and a genuinely funny script delivered with the first ever example of decent voice acting and probably the best 2d animation to come out of the lucas arts powerhouse i can't wait for the remastered version to appear are they doing a remastered version
2: they are yeah Mm. yeah oh
1: which will fare much better which will fare much better than a slightly stodgy grim fandango update uh i mean oh wise men of the future please include the superior day of the tentacle hd edition from your slightly less distant past <laughs> so uh thanks james so what a roaring triumph it was <laughs> so i played day of the tentacle this weekend i'd never played it before and i went through it um whoa and uh, and
0: didn't nominate it for the space arc interesting
1: no, because it's a bit silly. I mean, I, I was really—I knew nothing about it, so I was very impressed with the time uh, mechanic. Um yeah. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was good. Yeah, some mm. good, good little puzzles. Some absolute things I could never have known without looking stuff up, uh, which is that problem you were talking about, Alan. Um, but mm. yeah, what do we mm. think? What do we think about Maniac Mansion and Day of the Tentacle?
2: I don't like May, May, Maniac Mansion. I get is. Like an important point and click because it's mm. kind of it's where it's it's you know Ron Gilbert um, mm. isn't it where he debuted the Scum engine which yeah. was like underpinned all the Lucasarts stuff yeah but like as an actual game it's so dated like yeah. they they improved on it like vastly with just about everything that followed like it's mm. it's kind of. There's so much puzzling in it's it. It's, it's almost like a. If you strip away all the character and dialogue, it's just about kind of item interaction, really. And mm. I, I just. I never really. Like, I imagine at the time it was probably amazing, but, like, mm. that was a little. You know, I came to it having played, like, Monkey Island and Day of the Tentacle and da da da. And yeah. I thought, oh, geez, yeah. this is, like, so backwards. So, um, like, I personally wouldn't put it on. Like, was it's it? important rather than good. I think but, I
0: think you've put you've hit the nail on the head there, Matthew. Yeah, I'd say I'd say pretty much the same thing. It's it's if we're doing the, our job on the space arc properly, it's, you can't just pick the first one, even if it was very important. You've got to pick the best example.
1: I'd probably say no to Maniac Mansion, but I would say yesterday at the tentacle. I think that's a very clever game and uh, very well. It is very well voice acted. The characters are really good. Uh, who else has got? Who else has got something for us? Uh, so. Ben Humphreys from Twitter on Twitter says Machinarium purely, oh, yeah. purely because of the aesthetics. Mm. That's interesting because that's a kind of point and click without words, isn't it?
2: Yeah, that's one of those sort of like, uh, isn't it? The Samorost person, yes. yeah. It's sort of like a sort of interactive mm. art thing.
1: That's funny. I hadn't really considered those kind of games, but they are they are point mm. and click adventures, really, aren't they?
0: I, I did play it and i did enjoy it it is short and it is simple and it's quite um simplistic in that way but mm. i really enjoyed the feel of it a lot yeah, so yeah. it's quite a strong it's, atmosphere. Very... it's a beautifully made thing
1: i think it all i think it's the kind um, of game that that will come back for a when we do a genre that's that's more of, of silent
0: that. robot games <laughs>
1: yeah yeah <laughs>
0: I, I can't see it going in any other genre than this, though. Really,
1: can you? Can you? There's a sort of interactive experience genre of which, you know, this and you know, you could even argue for things like Proteus and stuff going in. Yeah. In a similar similar mm, world,
0: I, I, I don't know. I think it would fall a little bit between two stools there.
2: I'd say, unfortunately, Alan, the space between those two stools is full of lava. <laughs> so straight yeah. in it goes. You've yeah. and a very stools, good case for yeah. melting and the stools. Are made that's why we. Well. That's why yeah. we
1: put the stools where they are because. Put it otherwise they would have <laughs> yeah. fallen right into the lava. We, we position <laughs> oh, them bad very bad. carefully. Let's do Monkey Island then. So, Cathal Kelly says I would like to nominate Monkey Island Special Edition Collection. Oh, that's you're not allowed to nominate a Ooh. compilation, eh? Um, oh, we did an. Didn't we do an r type? Uh, one and two at one point. Um, yeah, it's been, Monkey Island Special Edition Collection on Xbox 360. Uh, Twitter user called Dan, with an exclamation mark, says, <laughs> um, I'm sure the series has been suggested, but I'll put forward Escape from Monkey Island, as I felt that had the best script. Um, Electric Spock, another good Twitter name, says, uh, It's an obvious one, but Monkey Island 2... Yes, it has silly puzzles that sometimes make no sense, <laughs> but it's very funny mm. and a fun game with great characters' location and voice acting gorgeous too. Oh, even using a walkthrough, it's a very funny and fun game. Um, so Monkey Island. Can we really have a space art of that, Monkey Island?
2: No.
0: <laughs> I've got a number of friends who'd get very angry if it doesn't go in. But I think, uh, we, should,
2: I think we should only put one in. I'd pick this I'd pick the second one personally. Okay. Why? But don't the puzzles get silly, you know? Not really. I think the Monkey Island is always of the LucasArts games it is probably the 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 silliest. Uh. Mm. Two. Uh I don't know. Two was actually the first one I played, which probably factors into it. Mm. Um also I <laughs> I had quite a traumatic experience with 2 because again I had it on Amiga it was like a 10 disc jobby um, mm. <laughs> and because I was a cretin because I was quite young uh, I didn't know how to format a save disc uh, so when I played Monkey Island 2 I had to play it start to finish or when I turned the power off it would just reset the game every time Oh wow. so no. every time I played Monkey Island 2 I started from the beginning <laughs> whoa! it's quite a long game it got to the point where like I was so obsessed with completing it, but I never had the time. So the only time I could ever have a run at completing it was when I had friends had sleepovers. That's oh the only wow. time I was allowed to stay up through the night.
1: Did you not think about? Um, <laughs> wow. Did you not think about um, running through the phone book to find someone who could uh, tell you how to fall back <laughs> yeah. <of> the disc? <laughs> thanks, well, no, thanks for thanks for getting of, there before because me. because of this, Mark. I became
2: oh. like a. A, a demon speedrunner at Monkey Island Two. Except... <laughs> Do you hold the speedrun record for Monkey Island Two? I think I've completed it once, but I've probably played it all the way, th- almost all the way through, probably about a hundred
1: times. God. Your childhood is just super traumatic. I wish I, I was could g- have made a save disc.
2: You're so weird, Matthew. You're so <laughs>
0: weird. All <laughs> right, okay. I'm going to change my. I'm going to change tack because I was going to lean towards. I was going to lean towards Monkey Island 1, but I want Monkey Island 2, just as I want to see Matthew speedrun it. Mm. <laughs> I want to see that happen.
1: So I'm happy for Monkey Island 2 to go in, yeah. So, it's in. And, yeah. the, and the other Monkey Islands are lost to history, unfortunately.
2: Can we bring it in on a format where I can save it? <laughs> no, categorically not. I want to see you do the whole thing. Yeah, I don't... so. Actually, I don't mean to be difficult by this. Can we bring the original in? Because I don't really like the HD remakes. I yeah, find them quite I mean. charmless. The the removing the the pixel art mm. is a key part.
1: Yeah, let's keep the pixel. Let's keep the, the 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 pixel art version. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Great. Okay. That's uh, that's you set up. So I got one last uh, tweet that snuck in. It's from Ben Hall. He says, "Am I too late to say Toonstruck?" It has Christopher Lloyd in exclamation mark. It does. It does.
2: And No higher recommendation is there than that. Toonstruck was quite creepy because mm. it was it was a little bit like. Well, actually, no. It might be just the Christopher Lloyd link I'm making. It was a bit more like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. It was a bit more kind of like adult and racy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really was, and it and it used a lot of the, it had a lot of the same feel, didn't it? Um, mm. it, his I I I can remember a lot of Christopher Lloyd's eyes bugging out of his head. I, or is that who framed Roger Rabbit?
0: It's, every, it's everything he's ever done, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah that's true. That's true. Um, well, I'd like to remember Christopher Lloyd, and we have no idea what the film uh, committee's up to over in. Uh, they might have kicked out Back to the Future if they're following our kind of uh, way of running these running the show. Then Back to the Future, all the Back to all the right. Futures are probably sinking into the lava. As no, no, speak. Well, no,
2: they'll have picked the wrong. One. They'll be like Back to the Future Three, and not <laughs> yeah, the
1: other ones. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd like to keep Christopher Lloyd in in the arc um, for sure. <laughs> so I think we covered quite a lot of uh, decent point and clicks there. It felt like yeah. a, that's a that's a decent selection. Um, yeah, good mm. times. Good times on mm. the ark. Yeah. <laughs> Just outside the ark is the bad times. It's a very, it's oh, a yeah. very clear delineation. Yeah. Outside <laughs> bad, inside good. Right. Sweet. Let's get
0: off this platform, shall we?
1: No, it's not a platform. No, because it's not a platform. What? <laughs> oh, it's the ark. Yeah, it's the ark. Oh. And we don't want to get off the ark. I'll tell you why. No. Because there's a load of lava outside. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I I don't think
2: we can kind of sort of understate like how much lava there is. <laughs> it's just
1: enormous. I know map. people
2: sometimes think god they bang on a lot about the lava but yeah. like it's all there is. There's more lava than you could yeah. ever
1: need out there.
0: Um, oh yeah. Everything everything you have ever known is lava. Yeah. <laughs> it's
2: every, all loved. Like yeah. So just imagine yeah imagine those things but lava. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Imagine your mum but she's lava. Yeah, That's what we've got.
1: Yeah, that's our system. Right, shall should we... Should we? Um, yeah, let's let's uh, shut the space arc down. Oh, no, let's not do that, because the life support system's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a terrible idea. ...absolutely word. critical, <laughs> critical <laughs> to us surviving. Uh, let's t- turn the lights off. That's the switch next to uh, shut down the entire space arc. And, yeah, and, uh, turn the lights off and have a little nap. Fair enough. Yeah. And yeah. Um, let's move on after this
0: so that's the end of another podcast my friends i hope you've had uh, fun listening to it we certainly had a lot of uh, fun doing the words and the talking <laughs> that have gone into your ears mm. yeah. yeah it was good times i thought yeah, right. good times we've, all around we've learned some we've learned some disconcerting facts about matthew's childhood yeah certainly um, and harassing strangers for video game tips <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. So if you if you're and, a listener yeah. and you receive a strange call from someone asking for a walkthrough, uh, you know you know exactly who it is from yeah. on.
0: Uh Yeah. But anyway, if you want to be a part of the next um, rotating platform, you can get in touch with us and tell us your exciting nominations for the next genre for the space arc. And the next genre for the space arc is. I'll say this very quietly. St-
1: That's giving someone so, some of that AMSR. Uh, Have you not seen that whole trend online of people who get shivers from listening to people whispering? Oh, really? Mm. No, I don't know it. Check it out. Do send us your uh, stealth games to be saved from the lava in the space arc. And you can do that through the website, which is therotatingplatform.com. You can tweet us at Rotating Podcast. You can Facebook us at facebook.com slash rotating platform is that right yes i'm getting yes, a nod and right. nods and thumbs up all around uh and you can email us at trp at the rotating com. so yeah we would love to hear your nominations for uh the category of stealth on that note shall we segue out of here <laughs> Sounds good idea. i don't mean on a segue i mean not on a segue, segue okay. segueing somehow out of the out of the uh podcast Um, have a good week listeners yeah we'll speak to you very soon (laughs) see you soon bye bye
2: cheerio